Revolution. Welcome to Genomics Revolution. I am Brett Bankowski from the 2019 Hiram College Genetics course, and it is my pleasure to host this episode on Schizosaccharomyces pombi, the so-called fission yeast. Fission yeast was first reported in 1893 by Paul Lindler, who isolated it from East African millet beer. It gets its species name, pombi, from the Swahili word for beer. It then went on to be used by Urs Leopold for genetic study, and then by Murdoch Mitchison for studying the cell cycle, both around the 1950s. S. Pommy's common name, fission yeast, comes from how the cell divides. It grows at the cell tips and then divides by medial fission so that two identical and equal daughter cells are created. This physical consistency makes it easy to see why it was a good model organism and why it was an excellent choice to be the sixth genome ever sequenced. Specifically, we're working with the 972H- strain here, though there are approximately 160 natural strains. The sequence of fission yeast was reported in Nature in 2002, making it the sixth eukaryotic genome to ever be sequenced. It was preceded by some of our other friends in the genetics world, including Saccharomyces cerevisiae, another useful yeast species, and Drosophila melanogaster, the fruit fly. The Wellcome Trust Sanger Institute and 13 other laboratories made up the S. Pombe European Sequencing Consortium, or UPOM, which sequenced the genome with 100 kilobase pair sequence contributed by the Cold Spring Harbor Laboratory. Sequencing was carried out by integrating two pre-existing restriction maps. These maps both contained chimeric clones, gaps, and inserted elements, so they were problematic. In order to sequence the genome completely, DNA fragments were cloned into M13 bacteriophage for analysis in E. coli, or cloned into PUC18 plasmids to analyze in other organisms. Random subclones were then sequenced, and PHRAP, or GAP4 softwares, were used for contiguous assembly, using overlapping segments to create a map of the whole genome. All of the sequences were collected centrally and checked for error by looking for frame shifts and coding regions. There were less than 1 in 180,000 base pair errors, and all of those have been resolved except for 4. The sequence predicts a maximum of 4,824 protein encoding genes spread over 3 chromosomes for a total of 13.8 megabase pairs. This organism has a high level of consistency between itself and its daughters, and the fact that it divides into two identical and equal parts makes it an excellent model organism to study the cell cycle. In humans, the cytochrome P450 enzymes are integral in phase 1 metabolism of drugs. A 2013 study by Nyonzing et al. expounds on a previous finding that the S. pombe genome can be used to synthesize these enzymes by recombinantly expressing the human gene in yeast. They transformed P450 enzymes into yeast and measured seven different human enzyme activities with co-expression of human oxidoreductases, the homologous oxidoreductase in yeast, and WAC1 oxidoreductase in a plant, Bishop's weed. The co-expression from the yeast oxidoreductase was found to be equally helpful for two P450 enzymes and more helpful for one other P450 enzyme as the human one. This shows that the S. pombe genome has biosynthetic components that are useful in humans, paving the way for metabolic treatments and therapies using other organisms' genomes. Another discovery from S. pombe is how the body uses zinc. Zinc is a cofactor for over 300 enzymes, but in higher eukaryotes there is no known indicator for a zinc deficiency since the human genome is so large and complex. Fission yeast has a gene called alcohol dehydrogenase 4, which is regulated by zinc. A study done at The Ohio State University finds that this gene is transcriptionally regulated by zinc presence or deficiency. The gene has zinc-responsive elements that are regulated at the transcriptional level. This discovery puts us on a path to understanding human gene regulation, since now geneticists know what a sequence that is regulated by zinc looks like in a species with many human analogs. We can even use fission yeast to determine how a cell responds to DNA damage. Another study worked with RAD9, which controls a human cell cycle checkpoint and was used in fission yeast to figure out how DNA damage can induce apoptosis. Fission yeast in humans have very similar RAD9 structures and mechanisms, and this homology allows us to use yeast as a model organism for humans. 
It turns out that RAD9 can be blocked by BCL2 family proteins and may have a role in regulating apoptosis after damage in addition to already known checkpoint control function. This is just one more example of how the S. pombe genome can contribute to human medicine and how we understand the body. The story of S. pombe has come a long way from being a beer producer to being one of the first eukaryotes sequenced to being a key player in medical research and human innovation. From apoptotic regulation to transcriptional regulation to metabolism, Schizosaccharomyces pombe is living up to its status as a great model organism. Thanks for listening to this episode of Genomics Revolution, and as always, I'm Brett Benkowski from Hiram College.